Okay, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. To reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. Here's the thing. Information is power. Information is money. Literally, the currency of today's world of, of entrepreneurship is information. And if you could bring all of the, your, the information about your business into one dashboard, this is incredibly valuable. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of the truth about your business. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. This is so valuable. You just hit a button and you can see all the information about your business instead of having to like call five different departments and get all these emails and put it all together and make sense of it. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash james, netsuite.com slash james netsuite.com slash james life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one mccrispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. Tony Robbins and Peter Diamandis. I mean, I almost don't have to give more of an intro. Peter's written books about all the future technologies that we need to be aware of that are going to just drastically change life as we know it. And it's just around the corner. They've teamed up. They wrote a book called Life Force. As you know, I'm very much interested in peak performance. And this book, Life Force, is not like some woo-woo kind of book. They've researched all the technologies, everything you need to enhance every area of your life, from aging to your physical health to your brain health, everything. Not only technologies, but what are the specific lifestyle changes they've thoroughly researched. Both of them are, are leaders in this type of stuff. I'm glad to see they've teamed up. The book is Life Force. This book changed my life, and hopefully listening to this podcast will change yours. So every time either of you guys write a book, I say, okay, this is the book that's going to change my life. But now you teamed up, which is unfair for the rest of the world. And you wrote <laughs> the book that really will like every, it's going it, to. OK, here's an example. I have that APO E4 gene that gives yes. a higher increased risk of Alzheimer's. Yes. And 
You give like 27 different cures. I can't even keep up with all the technologies you talk about here to cure Alzheimer's, heart disease, strokes, all the things that cause aging, unhappiness, whatever. But <laughs> let's just start with the beginning of this. It sounds like the, the, the impetus on Peter's side was that, Peter, you've been constantly uh, researching exponentially growing technologies, and that's interfaced well with you know increasing quantity of life and quality of life. And Tony, you had not only decades helping people, but you had real world experiences where you needed help and you, you started using some of these technologies to, you know, fix rotator cuffs and other pain and make you smarter. And <laughs> let's just, let, I want to start with actually the very beginning. I keep hearing about stem cells and all its benefits. Tell me the story there. Okay. Well, Jim, first of all, thanks for having us on again. Good to see you. Um, well, it, it started out like, you know, I've been obsessed like Peter, both of us for finding ways to increase the quality of people's lives. But what made this one push over the edge for me was an injury that was supposed to end my career, at least according to the doctors I spoke to. I was being an idiot. I was going down the side of the mountain in Sun Valley snowboarding, trying to keep up with a 22 year old professional snowboarder. And clearly I was not a professional and he could do things I could not do. And I had an accident where I thought, literally thought I broke my neck. I, when I came conscious, fortunately, all I had done, but it was still severe, was tore my rotator cuffs pretty severely. And so, you know, what do you do? You go to your doctor and what do they tell you? They say surgery, surgery, surgery. And so, and I asked them, well, what about stem cells? Because, you know, you know, I work with some of the greatest athletes of all time in a variety of subjects. Cristiano Ronaldo was supposed to be out for three months, did stem cells and was ready to go in two and a half, three weeks. So no, 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 it won't work for you. It's too complex. It's not going to happen, you know, this nature. And the last doctor looked at me directly in the eye after telling me I changed life. I didn't go to him for that reason. He just happened to have been a client, I guess. And you changed my life. You made me all this money. You saved my marriage. Then he goes, now I have to be your doctor. His whole tone changed. He said, let me show you your spine. Life as you know it is over. He literally said that. I said, well, you clearly didn't go to my communication seminar. That's pretty clear, right? <laughs> I try to joke around it. He was not joking. He said, let me just show you this one good hit. He said, no more snowboarding, no jumping, no running. One good hit, you might not be able to walk again. And you know, if somebody hits you in the gut when you're ready for it, different. But I got to tell you, I'm usually a pretty strong person, but it took me a few hours to get my head together. And I was like, okay, either, there's always a solution, or at least you got to believe that if you're ever going to find a solution. So who did I call? My buddy Peter, the genius, right? It's like, I said, Peter, you know, if people don't know it. Peter's not only a rocket scientist and a genius in business, but he's got an MD from Harvard. And I said, listen, who should I talk to to get the real scoop on stem cells? Because everybody gives you a different point of view. And Peter, why don't you tell them what happened and tell them a little bit about what you've been doing along the way here first before I tell yeah. the rest of that story. Yeah, yeah, Tony. It, it's, uh, and I love that this story brought us even closer together and the result is this book, which hopefully will, will help millions. I mean, I've been passionate about grand challenges, passionate about how we use exponential technologies from AI and 3D printing yeah. to synthetic biology to sort of solve huge problems. It was about eight, nine years ago, I became enamored with the idea of longevity, more than longevity, health span. What are the technologies that can allow us to live long enough, you know, to intercept technologies coming in 20 or 30 or 40 years? And one of those is stem cells. And I had partnered with uh, a dear friend, one of our uh, one of our writers, co-authors, partners in this book, Bob Hariri, to start a stem cell company called Cellularity uh, that takes placental-derived stem cells uh, and uses those cells as medicine. Can I interrupt for a second just to explain? So placenta-derived stem cells as opposed to any stem cells, because 
it's like a it's like the placenta is sort of before the programming takes place. These are stem cells software. Yeah, the placenta is the 3D printer that manufactures the baby, so to speak. All of the cells that go into the baby come from the placenta. And historically, we've thrown it away after, you know, after the birth, but it's so rich in sort of the original boot disk, the original software. Long story short, I said, Tony, you got to speak to Bob Harari, my you know, the my co-founder and the CEO and chairman of Cellularity, uh, and and he'll tell you what to do. Which, by the way, James, it's like saying, I want to learn about basketball. Let me introduce you to my friend LeBron James. Maybe, you know, 28 years ago, 38 years ago, he did those original studies you've heard about where they gave old rats, young rats blood, and their skin got stronger, their hair got darker, their muscles got, they literally got younger and vice versa, which started that whole thing in Silicon Valley about, you know, young blood but really became the real discovery for stem cells. But Bob said to me, he said, look, Tony, you know, if you want to do your elbow or an ankle or maybe your wrist or something, you know, your own stem cells might work. They're called autologous, your own. It's not going to work for you because you've got something much more intense. And he said, you know, your stem cells drop off the planet or off the cliff around 40, 45 years old. And I was 53 at the time. So he said, you need the force of life, your life force. He said, you need 40 old stem cells. And I try to clarify, I said, I don't want, you know, I don't want fetal cells under any circumstances. He says, no, you don't want those. And that's not what I'm suggesting. And he was one of the first people. Now, when you have a pregnancy, usually they ask you, do you want to keep the cord? That was Bob's initiation. That came from Bob with both the cord and the placenta. So he told me where to go. And I went down to three days of treatment, which was just 20 minutes a day of an IV with this mass number of stem cells, real fresh four-day-old stem cells, and a shot. The first day, I just felt relaxed and tired a little bit. The second day, I had a cytokine response. I knew what it was, so I wasn't scared, you know, shaking, freezing a little bit for about 20, 30 minutes. But the reaction was so strong because I had a great reaction in my body. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day, and, and you know, this guy had told me, you know, I don't care what you do, you're not going to be able, your spinal stenosis doesn't go away. Well, I woke up the next day, not only was my shoulder perfect, and we had the MRI, it's perfect, but with no surgery, without four to six months of recovery, which is what they told me it was going to take, right? Without having to worry. But I stood up for the first time without pain in my spine in 14 years. So I became obsessed. I was like, I'm going to find the best in stem cells. And then what began to happen is I saw it's not just stem cells. There's so many other tools today. We're in a revolution of regenerative and precision medicine. And then um, uh, Peter was going to go to the Vatican where they believe it or not, every two years they have this regenerative medicine conference that the Pope actually hosts because he believes it's such a breakthrough. That's how far regenerative medicine has come. And then they asked me if I would, I was going to go with Peter perhaps still, but they asked me if I do the cleanup speaking at the very end, the last day. I said, well, I want to attend all these classes. So went with, the, you know, to every class there and met some of the greatest scientists in the world, met dozens of people that were in a position where they were told there was no solution or sent home to die with certain types of cancers. And they met, let's say, Carl June, and they had, you know, CAR T cells. And here they are six years later, totally healthy. And I met uh, Jack Nicholas, the greatest golfer of all time. He was in so much pain standing. He couldn't stand for more than 10 minutes at a time. He gave us an endorsement for the book, by the way. And he was told he had to have spinal fusion, which is horrible and usually only works less than half the time. And you're not, you're not left with your full capacity. Instead, he did stem cells, and now he's 82 years old, plays golf and tennis, and he's out of pain. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do what I did with Money Master the Game. You know what I did? I went and interviewed the very best on earth, tried to extract the complex things, make them simple and actionable. And I said, I'm, instead of going to 50 of the best financial people, I want to go 150 plus of Nobel laureates, scientists, the best medical doctors out there. 
And let's put this together and show people what's available, what they can do to increase their energy and strength and vitality right now, simple things. What's some new technology? How do they prevent the challenges with some cool diagnostics? And if they do have a disease like you described, or they have, let's say, you know, they have a genome that gives them concern, you know, show them it's the epigenome that matters and show them what the latest treatments are so they have some other options. And that's how this began. And then I said, I want to just continue, you know, when I met you, that first book, when he mastered the game, I decided after meeting all these billionaires, I saw that they cut food stamps, you know, it's called the SNAP program now, by $6 billion. So every family needs food would have to give up a week's worth of food. And I was like, you know what, on all my previous three books, I gave 100% of the money away, I'm going to do it here too. I got Peter, called him and said, will you be my co-author along with this, along with Bob? And we're donating all now. So we're feeding 20 million more meals. I'm up to 850 million meals to give you an idea in seven years. I said I'd feed a billion. And now in addition to that, the balance we've now donated also to some of the best in Alzheimer's, cancer, heart disease, and anti-aging research. So we're very excited about the impact. And, you know, there's so many different technologies you, you talk about in this book and so many different uh, conditions that they treat or, or lifestyle ways, you, you, lifestyles that you can enhance. But I, I want to I be a skeptic for a second because I keep hearing about all these things. Like, let's use stem cells as an example. You said 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Uh, Dr. Hariri did these studies that show if you put young stem cells in old mice, they become younger and vice versa. Okay, I keep hearing about these things. You got the uh, infusion of stem cells. How do people have access to this kind of thing? Yeah, so James, listen, the, the challenge is that traditional medical care today is like 22 years behind. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of time from when breakthroughs occur to when they're available in your doctor's office. And the healthcare industry here in the United States and in most of the world is really perverted and backwards, right? It's only after you've gotten sick with a stage three or stage four cancer where your chances of probabilities of a cure is like five or 10% that you end up seeking help. We're working, we talk about in this book is really the breakthroughs coming out uh, that are either in phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials, right? In terms of safety, and efficacy and efficacy at scale. But the stuff that's been approved recently in every one of these disease courses, it's a big book. And as people read it, you know, you can read the first segment of the book, get an overview of what the technologies are, and then pick specific ones if it's inflammation or diabetes or cancer or heart disease. And our intention here has been and is to give people hope. There is so much happening. This decade, you know, the decade ahead where we're combining CRISPR and gene therapy and AI and new materials is, is an extraordinary period that I think no one truly has a grasp at how fast this field is improving. And I, I think that uh, the medical system today, unfortunately, makes most of its money by maintaining chronic disease instead of curing it. But we're finally getting the tools, and we can talk about CRISPR and gene therapy, where we can stop talking about treating a disease and finally talk about actually curing it irreversibly. I like the idea that you treat, similar to David Sinclair in Lifespan, and you discuss him extensively in the book, uh, you treat aging as a disease, which is, I think is very important. But, but again, like let's say everything seems like a magic bullet. Like you discuss Yamanaka factors for anti-aging, you discuss NAD plus boosters, stem cells, gene therapy. Where do I start? Let's say I don't have anything. I just want to improve my quality of life. I want to improve my energy. I want to improve my brain. I want to set the stage to live longer with higher quality of life. 
Where do I start? What should I do? The first place you want to start is just knowing where you really are. You think about it, if you have a map and you know where you want to go, but you don't know where you are, you're going to chart a course that doesn't work. And so there's some amazing tools right now that can take away your fear and more importantly, show you where we really are. Let's start on the diagnostic side. There's all kinds of simple things you do, lifestyle things that will show you that cost nothing that you can make a change on. And then there's tools like we've talked about, stem cells, et cetera. But let's start at the base. There, you know, what are the two biggies that everybody's afraid about? You know, Alzheimer's would be the third one, but first for most people is cancer and heart disease. So as Peter mentioned, you know, there's a 100,000 person study done by Cancer Society and they found that if they find the cancer at stage three or four, you have an 80% chance of dying. I prefer the 20% chance of living, but their point is it's much harder to turn around and they're right. If you get at stage one or two, now you're in a place where 80 to 99.9% .9 chance that you're gonna live. But why do we have so many problems? We have a limited number of cancers we test for. The ones that usually kill us are the ones we don't test for. So mammograms, right, you know, you know, colonoscopies. But on the other side, there's all these other diseases that we catch too late. So one of the great things in this book is you, you go on a journey. While you're learning these tools, we take in a journey of these heroes, these people that have spent 20 or 35 years giving their blood and guts to do something everybody said was impossible. And why'd they do it? Almost to a man or a woman, they did it because they lost a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter or someone they love. So for example, there's a new test in the last six months called Grail. It was created by a guy named Jeff Huber, who was at, originally at Google. He lost his, lost his wife. It was clear that if they would have diagnosed it earlier, she would have made it. It was a horrific experience. And he decided the best way to honor her was to find the answer. And he found these technologies. So now there's a test, a simple blood test that'll find up to 50 different cancers, even before the symptoms are there. Let me show you why that's valuable. That and MRI, which goes past the blood brain barrier, you know where you stand on one of the biggest issues out there in your life. You wanna catch it when it's little as we've already described. So we had a man who came to one of our centers, found a center, and his wife had pushed him and he's like, I've already gone to the doctor, I've done my physical, I did my blood and my urinalysis, but we gave the grail test to him and guess what? Bladder cancer, just the beginnings of it, so it's a 30 minute outpatient process and he's cancer free versus not learning until it was too late. But like, if I go to the Mayo Clinic, why don't they tell me get this test? Or if I go to my doctor, how come they don't tell me about well, this? Well, Peter just told, well, let me give you the first reason. Uh, according to, to uh, Harvard 2017 study, the half-life of medical education, what do you think it is? Meaning- Well, I know now school, from the book, but, but it surprised me the answer. <laughs> yeah, 18 to 24 months, they said in 2017, they said by 2022, now it would be 73 days. So who educates the doctor? The pharmaceutical salesman. How do you think we got an opioid crisis? Here's this, this doctor who wants to help the people he loves and cares for his patients, totally sincere. He's told this is the greatest approach and no, it's not addictive. And now people are addicted and dying. You imagine how a doctor feels? They're out there saving everybody. They don't have time to go upstream to see who's throwing them in. So mm -hmm. most people don't see these, but that's why it's like anything else. You go to the financial person, most people are not going to fiduciary, let's speak your language, and you know they're gonna get screwed. They're gonna get sold. What makes the most money for the corporation? The corporation is not bad people, they're enriching their shareholders. So there's a system that does not necessarily bring things at the speed you want. But we're at a tipping point right now. Just like you know technology, once it, you know, every 18 months we're doubling in power and having in costs. We're at that point right now with these different tools. Let me give you another one, heart disease. So number one killer of men and women. What's the most that people do? A CT scan, usually after they have severe symptoms, right? And a CT scan, if you've ever looked at one yourself, even a professional has a hard time reading it. They're looking to see 
you know, do you have this plaque in your body? But there's two different types of plaques. There's calcified plaque, which is hardened and it means you're healthy, you've healed. And then there's a soft plaque that's the Widowmaker that could break off at any time and give you a stroke or a heart attack. Mm. Well, you know, one day, um, you know, we have a partner named Dr. Bill Cap, owned, built 12 hospitals himself, decided to sell the hospitals because he's tired of sick care. And his entire life is committed now to precision medicine and regenerative medicine. So he calls us up and, and, and Peter knows he's a very understated guy. This guy doesn't overstate anything. And I talk hundred miles a minute, uh, you know, Bill talks more like this. He goes, Tony, I'm, I, I have to tell you, there's this new breakthrough. And he said, uh, it's, um, I'd, I'd almost say that it's one of the biggest breakthroughs that we've seen in cardiology in 10 years. Well, what is it? You know, anyway, this new test called a CCTA test takes a normal CT test and uses AI. It opens up your arteries digitally searches through and finds out, is this soft plaque or is it calcified? Where is it? How much is it? Gives you a score. It can predict the heart attack up to five years in advance, but more importantly, tells you what to do to get rid of it. So I'm with my father-in-law who just turned 80 and I love him to death. Picture a guy that had his own business, self-educated in the lumber business, but now he's 80 years old and everybody around him says, oh, you know, the inevitable's coming. You gotta arrange your affairs, put together your will. And over the last two or three years, I've seen his energy just dive. So he's at my house when I got this phone call. So I said, listen, I'm going to go two days from now. You're going to still be here. Why don't you come with me? We're both old enough. We're going to have some soft plaques, but they're going to show us what it is, where it is, and what to do. So my father-in-law says, great. We go to our Fountain Life Center. And sure enough, my father-in-law, he's clean as a whistle. I mean, like I'm much better than I was five years ago. I'm doing great. But I mean, he has nothing, nothing. I mean, he's in phenomenal shape. His whole mindset changed. It's a watch. We also have like, you know, we work with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have a center in Pittsburgh, all, the entire team, peak performance, repair, the whole nine yards. So there's a technique called relief where it's brand new, it avoids surgery. It allows you to scan with ultrasound your body, see where the connective tissue is stopping circulation or flow or where nerves get trapped. So I had this ankle for 15, 16 years. I couldn't touch it. If a massage person came by, it was like somebody shot electricity through me. Don't touch it. They went through in five minutes, saw exactly what the problem was, opened it up with this fluid, like amniotic fluid, and all of a sudden the nerve popped into place. I can smack the hell out of it. It's been two years, no problem whatsoever. So I said, Pops, Dad, he's got, what makes you old is feeling old is pain and lack of movement. And he's not moving because he's got this hip problem. So he just found his heart's perfect, right? He's in great shape. So I said, Dad, while you're here, why don't you let him look at your hip? They scan and find two spots that are creating the problem. They treat him in a half hour, about 30 minutes later, he's walking smooth as silk. So we get on the plane and think of this, James. He sits there across me, his arms crossed. And he goes, you know, Tony, some of those people talk about living 110, 120. That's Peter. Right? And he goes, I don't know if I believe he's that. He's 150. <laughs> Peter, Peter, is he's committed to that. He goes, I don't know if I believe that yet, but my heart's perfect. I'm walking perfect. He goes, I can live another 20 years. He said, you've only been married to my daughter 22 years. And like his entire perspective and persona has changed. So these tools are not airy-fairy. They're and, and not knowing this, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is pain. Ignorance is poverty. Ignorance is disease. Ignorance is death. So we really would start there. Then you start saying, okay, what do I want to do that's simple, that I can with lifestyle? And if I want to optimize, what are some of the tools that can take me to the next level there? So yeah, so let's talk about optimization. So so clearly there are these technologies out there that if you know the right places to go, and now if people read this book, they'll know the right places to go. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. Well, let's talk about optimization. Someone's 50, 40, 30. They want to keep their youthful energy. They want to optimize their brain. They want to 
just in general, enhance their life? There are four basics here that everybody needs to understand. The first is we need sleep. We have heroes in the book. We tell their stories. One of the heroes of sleep is Dr. Matt Walker, who is a professor at Berkeley. And the realization is that eight hours of sleep is not, you know, something that you should strive for. You need it. We need eight hours of sleep. If we didn't need eight hours, evolution would have taken that need away, right? You can imagine if a certain population of humans could go on five or six hours, they'd have three hours more to go hunt or find their mates. We need eight hours of sleep. I, I needed those extra three hours to find a mate, but that's... But their tricks are their tricks or trades that you can do, like cooling down the temperature of the room to 64 or 65 degrees, using a cooling blanket, an eye mask, getting to sleep at a regular time, not watching TV before you go. Sleep is fundamental. I was one of those guys, and Peter was at one stage as well. And Peter got me to, to really study Dr. Walker's work. I was working on the sleep chapter at 6:15, had to be up at 9:30. So I knew something was wrong, right? But I remember, you know, when I'm talking with him, he shared something I think your listeners and viewers would find important. He said, Tony, I know you're not convinced. Four to five hours, you seem to be okay. But he said, it is having a long-term impact on you. And he said, I'll tell you how we know. We got a 1.6 billion person study. I said, that's impossible. He said, no, we didn't have to organize it. It's called 70 countries that do daylight savings time. And he said, here's what we found statistically across those countries. When we spring forward and just lose one hour of sleep, for the next three days in those countries, on average, heart attacks increase 24%. When wow. we drop back and just get one more hour in the fall, heart attacks drop 21% on average across the board. And then he even does it across showing you different aspects like traffic problems and accidents. But he also showed me a man who gets 45 hours of sleep, four to five, will usually have testosterone levels at a level that is someone 10 years older than they are. And so I started looking at these things. And so now I focus on getting those eight hours. I don't always get them, I'll be honest, but I have a, I monitor my sleep. I see how much deep sleep I have. And I found a huge difference. So it sounds so basic, but it affects your hormones. It affects the way you think. It affects your capacity to have all your organs work. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I just want to interject because sometimes people hear sleep and think nothing. I know I did. That's why I want to throw that in. But also you mentioned some products and stuff that help sleep. Like you mentioned Newcom in the book. You, you, yes. you mentioned all these. Yeah, so that, listen, the, the book devices. has... The book is intended to be an on-ramp to help people, you know, have a, at least four or five different approaches to each of these areas. Let's go into diet and, and diet, you know, medicine, lots of medicines, but food as medicine is so critically important. What do you eat, right? Uh, and it depends on your genetics. You might actually be great as a vegan or for me, Mediterranean diet, but it's whole plant. It's maximizing the amount of veggies I can pull in. And it's minimizing sugar. The fundamental truth is sugar is a poison. It causes neuroinflammation, it accelerates Alzheimer's. It is the food that feeds cancer. And ultimately it also, when it glycosylates cholesterol, that's what makes it sticky on the side of your, cor your carotid arteries, your coronary arteries. And, and so minimizing sugar, is one of the key things that everyone needs to know. And listen, I'm not- well, an What about sugar and fruit? Um, fructose is, you know, is better than eating processed, uh, you know, pure glucose and, and sugary, healthy cereals for, for breakfast. Um, it's not bad, but again, even too much fructose is not good for you. So, you know, sugary drinks. You know, here's a quick hack for you to add to that. People get overwhelmed when they think, about, I got to try and lose all this weight. But the Lancet did a study where people just cut 300 calories a day from what they normally eat. It's just like one bagel or one Starbucks. Starbucks is usually more than that, right? 
In two years, on average, they lost 16 pounds. Their blood pressure dropped. Their blood sugar normalized. So there's some little things you can do. And that's what we try to be able to get them started with little things. You start feeling better. You want to do more things. I don't want to interrupt, but I just want to make sure people know you don't, you don't have to change everything to change your whole life. And then for me, uh, intermittent fasting helps a lot, right? So I will typically eat uh, lunch at about 1, 1.30, uh, dinner at 6.30, and then I'll fast the next day. And I don't know how you feel about this. And Tony, we've talked about this before, that when I fast, I have incredible amount of energy, right? Yeah. It's when I eat a heavy, you know, like on Thanksgiving day, when you're eating a heavy meal, all the blood's going to your digestive system and it's slowing you down and making you sleepy. So intermittent fasting is about doing two things. One, keeping your energy levels high. And the second, by stressing the body, it, it drives a number of the, call it the genetics of longevity, the activating the seven sirtuin genes out there. And we talk about this at length in the book. There's fasting mimicking diets that folks like Dr. Walter Longo have created. There's ways to uh, get around the hunger. One of them is, you know, drinking two, three liters of water per day. This is something that's so critically important that people forget about. And, and, you know, you also talk about in terms of the sirtuins, you talk about drugs or supplements that also mimic or fool the body into thinking it's fasting, like these NAD plus uh, boosters and things like that. James, let me, let me see if I can give you just a two-second download. I'm sure you know it, but so your, your listeners do, your viewers do. So first thing is to remember that your DNA is not your destiny. Doctors, all not all doctors, but most scientists now agree this. They know what the thing about is those 3.2 letters from your mom and dad sets up your genes, sets up the plan. But that plan, what matters is what genes get activated, turned on or off at what time, right? So that's your epigenome that does that. The metaphor we try to tell people is, think of the piano as your DNA or your genome. Think of the epigenome as the piano player. But your epigenome is powerfully influenced by your diet, your exercise, your sleep, the amount of exposure to radiation, to chemicals, et cetera. Well, the epigenome, as you mentioned, is affected by seven master genes. And this is something that Dr. Sinclair really developed the expertise around. These seven master genes are called sirtuins, and all their job is is only this, these important two things that can be competing. One, they make sure we turn on and off the genes at the right time. They influence your epigenome. Two, they cut down your inflammation, which we all know is the basis of much, much of disease. Three, and this may be the most important thing, they help you to convert those foods into my, in the mitochondria to energy. They're critical for that. That's the source of energy in every cell in your body. But they also have a competing thing they do. It's not so much of a problem with you're younger, it is when you're older. And that competing thing is they clean up your DNA, these sirtuins. Meaning, as you get older, accumulation, you're 20, not so much, 40, a lot more, 60, a lot more of radiation, exposure, chemicals. And so they go clean it up so that everything's working well. But the sirtuins need a source of fuel that you mentioned. It's called NAD. And without that NAD, you're in trouble. Well, the NAD drops off the cliff at 50 and starts dropping off in your late 40s. And so now you don't have enough fuel. So what happens? Now it has to choose. Am I going to clean up your DNA? Am I going to make sure you have enough energy? And so it splits it and you get older and weaker as this occurs. Now, NAD, which people have heard about, needs a precursor called NMN. That'll be the last fancy word I'll use. And NMN, as I'm sure you know, is what makes all this possible. It's the precursor. Well, when you lose 50% of your NAD and your NMN, 
you no longer are gonna, think of it like Bob Harari describes it this way. He says like, imagine you have a mansion and you have this young staff and anything breaks down, they fix it. So it all looks perfect. And then they get older and older and senile and then you don't have enough resources and everything breaks down and your mansion turns into a disaster. Well, that's aging. But here's what's really cool. If you take NMN, first of all, you gotta be careful. Uh, Peter knows we we did with David, we looked at, I think it was six companies with MNN. Some were like $30 a month, some were $120 a month to see how much NMN was really there. Not one of the six companies had any NMN in it. And it was like, I went to the lab guy and it was like, how is this possible? Are these people thieves? And a lot of it comes from China. And he said, well, some are thieves, but he said, it's more likely it breaks down in about 30 to 45 days. So by the time you get it, you're getting nothing. It's inert. So David has developed his own forms of NMN that he uses, but here's the coolest breakthrough. When you give a mouse who's an old mouse, let's say a equivalent of a 70 year old person is about a 20 month old mouse. If you put them on a treadmill, the most they can run is about a quarter of a kilometer and then they collapse. A young mouse, strong mouse can run four times that, a full kilometer. When they give NMN for four days, traditional NMN that's absorbed only about 30%, for, four, for 14 days, they now run two to three kilometers, two to 300% more than the strongest mice. So then the question becomes, yeah, but do mice studies work with humans sometimes, sometimes not? So here's what's cool. There's a man named Ed Shulock in a group called Metro Biotech that has put together about a hundred of some of the greatest minds, many of which that we interviewed here that actually work with him on some of these projects. And they have created a synthetic form of NMN that doesn't break down and more importantly, seems to have absorption in the three to 400% range. And so here's what they've done that's really outstanding. No one knew about this till a few weeks ago. Peter and I knew an investor in the company, so we know some details I can't tell you, but what I can tell you is what's been public. For two years, they've been doing studies with our special forces. These are the strongest human beings in the world, the men and women. And for two years, they've studied the efficacy, the safety and then the efficacy. So it's not been released yet, but one of the commanders got so excited, he talked to a reporter and he said, here's all I can tell you. What we saw in my studies, we're seeing the same level of explosive increase in endurance. We're seeing increase in muscle mass from the same stimulus, the same exercise, but most importantly, we're seeing explosion in cognitive capacity, which with military, your special forces and you're exhausted, it's your ability to keep your head straight that matters the most. So they're now doing studies on, there's, I think it's in stage three now at one hospital on COVID because COVID, as you know, steals from the energy in your mitochondria. So they have both for preventing it and also for long-term COVID, they have one on kidneys and then they have this one. So the bottom line is, this is not a nutraceutical. This is gonna go through FDA. They've done so much safety, they're doing a parallel track. They believe in somewhere between 18 to 24 months, this will be available. So imagine you could take an actual pill, a simple pill, that's made up of something natural in your own body that would make you turn on and off the right genes, make you reduce your inflammation, give more power to your mitochondria and clean up your DNA. So in the book, we show you what we can do right now, but also what's coming in the next 12 to 36 months, not 10 or 50 years from now, right now. And so these are like super NAD boosters, right? It's exactly, it's its own molecule. It's called MIB626. Yeah. No, Tony's not excited about this stuff at all. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this right now. How come I can't take this right now? Should I just... You and me both, baby. <laughs> I have to say, Airbnb has changed my life. I just love staying in Airbnbs. Like in about a month, 
I'm going to Cocoa Beach, which is right next to Cape Canaveral. I'm going to watch some rocket launches. I'm going to, of course, be staying in a very nice Airbnb on the beach. And it's just such a great experience. Like the whole world is available to us now because of Airbnb. But whenever I'm at an Airbnb, I always realize, you know, I the home that I left to come to this Airbnb, I could be making money on that right now by hosting and and being an Airbnb myself. So, and I've known people, I had a friend who basically, you know, made a living from turning his home into an Airbnb. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you do have an Airbnb there. And it's an e- it can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The famous Abraham Lincoln quote says, good things come to those who wait. I wonder, did he really say that? Jay, did he really say that? Can you look that up? Regardless of who said it, that's only part of the quote. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Well, if you're a business owner and want the best people on your team, the same applies. And listen, I've interviewed 1,500 people now and a lot of entrepreneurs. I can safely say the one thing consistent among all entrepreneurs and CEOs, the, the successful ones, is that it's all about the people you surround yourself. You, if you hire well, you're going to have a great business. And you know, thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring. So you find qualified candidates fast. This is so important, and I, I want you to try it. You could try it as a potential employer or employee. You could try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away. Immediately after you post your job, if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter's matching technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I will tell you that I signed up on ZipRecruiter as a potential employee. You know, I just wanted to see how it works. And right away, it started matching me with really amazing potential employers. So give it a try at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Let ZipRecruiter give you the hiring hustle you need. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash James to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more, all for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now, only at GearWrench.com. So we hit sleep, we hit diet, we're hitting supplements over here. We'll talk about mindset in a little bit, which is Tony's two closing chapters. The other thing that's critically important for people is what I call in the category of not dying from something stupid in the interim. And and this is the challenge. Again, you talked about it before. Right now, the medical system is antiquated and people actually don't want to know and don't go until something is off. And it's, you know, then you're looking retrospectively. 
So we ended up building a company called Fountain Life. And I just went yesterday, I was in uh, in Naples. We have five facilities in the US and in uh, New York and Pittsburgh, a couple in Florida. We're opening up uh, Dallas and then soon a few other locations. And I go for five hours and in those five hours, I'm digitized, full body MRI, brain, brain vasculature, a grail test, full blood workup, genomic workup, gut workup, a DEXA scan, all of this data, 150 gigabytes of data. And this goes into Fountain Life's AI system and it evaluates it. Now, here are the numbers, which are pretty dramatic from the last you know, couple of thousand patients. Statistically, 2% of people going through the program have a cancer they don't know about, right? So, you know, two out of 100 people in the room. Two and a half percent have an aneurysm they don't know about. And then if you add up all the other things that are, you know, immediately need to be dealt with that are critical, life-threatening, it's 14.4%. We're all optimists. We don't actually know what's going on inside our body until you end up in the hospital with a pain in your side and the doctor says, I hate to tell you, but, and it didn't happen that morning. So I go every year and get my upload. And when I don't go, I feel naked. It's like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Something's gonna hit me eventually. And I'm gonna say, fantastic, because I'm gonna attack it. And people who say, I don't wanna know, it's like bullshit. Of course you wanna know, because you can do something about it now more than ever. So this is sort of the future of medicine. Now, it's expensive today, but uh, we built something that uh, we talk about just lightly in the book, which I'm excited about because it's, you know, in my last book, uh, uh, James, I talked about the future of industries. And one of the things I said is, you know, the insurance industry is, is backwards, right? When you, when you buy fire insurance, it pays you after your house burns down. When you buy, you know, life insurance, it pays you after you're dead. So we built something called Fountain Health, and it's for companies right now. We'll eventually go to consumers. But when the company buys Fountain Health insurance for its employees, for the same monthly payments you're getting, the employees get all of this diagnostic work, the full body MRI, the grail cancer, liquid biopsy, the, you know, the AI coronary CT. Why? Because we flipped the model to say, we're going to spend the money early to keep you healthy, to prevent you from having super expensive procedures down the line. And just proud about that, right? That's the vision of what we want to create and reinvent and topple this healthcare industry, which is, which is extraordinary in how bad it is. There's also the things that you can do that are right now will give you more energy if you just know, and they're not expensive. So for example, you know, a metals test. Uh, I, I didn't know it, but I, when I was 54 years old, suddenly I'd be on stage and couldn't remember what I was talking about, which, you know, I don't have any notes and I go 12 hours a day. I was like, you know, I was good enough to cover it up. I didn't even tell my wife initially, it was so spooky. It was like, what's happening here? I couldn't have dementia at this age. And then when I went through my shoulder issue, they did some blood tests and they found out that I had mercury on a zero to five scale at 123. And so detoxing from that, I'm still dealing with it. I, I'm down to eight. You don't, stay, you don't stay alive. You don't stay alive at that, at that number of 120. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's the highest they ever measured in the state of New York. Uh, and the reason is I ate fish and salad every day thinking it's the cleanest fuel. I was having tuna and swordfish, but they're 75-year-old fish. They eat the younger fish, absorb all of their mercury, 
And DNA-wise, I don't methylate well. So the combination, it literally burned a hole in my esophagus. I lost a third of my blood supply and was rushed to the hospital. So about one out of every three people, give them a cheap little test and find out if you got it. And one out of three, at least, of my friends, family, people I've said, have aluminum or they have lead or they have cadmium or they have mercury. Now, if you can catch it early, unlike what I did, it's so easy to deal with. Then I'll tell you another one. Immediate change in your life. Hormones. Most women are more familiar with hormones from the standpoint of hormone replacement therapy because of menopause. But by the time you're replacing something, you're already through the floor. And what modern science shows is optimization with small changes earlier, immediate change in the quality of your life. So we had a guy come to one of our Fountain Life Centers. You know, he's totally exhausted. He doesn't understand why he can't lose weight, works out hard, 36 pounds over. He goes on and on with his problems. So well, how do your hormones look? Oh, I've already had that looked at. Well, show us the test. Or do you want us to do a fresh one? We do a fresh test. What do we find out? His hormones, I think they were 225. Well, most doctors don't tell you to replace that you're in trouble till about 150, 175. But most men don't feel like a man less than seven to 900. And so a small change in him, and three months later, he's lost the pounds. He feels 10 years younger. So these are little interventions. What did he do? What did he do to- uh, Testosterone. It was it was minor chunks of testosterone, not a big chunk for him to be able to add to his system because it had dropped off. And by the way, that's happening to men younger and younger today. I think primarily doctors think because of the chemicals in the environment. So these little changes can change everything. And then there's the things like the hacks, like, are you worried about cancer? Well, check out, check out broccoli sprouts. There's almost a thousand studies now on broccoli sprouts showing how it reduces the risk of cancer and studies show it reduces breast cancer cells by 80%. I mean, it costs you nothing and you can do something right away that makes this happen. So we really try to combine with, let's find out where you are, Let's figure the least invasive thing you can possibly do. What are the safe things you do that can change your life? I mean, I'll tell you another simple one. It's just ridiculous is, you know, I, I, I do cold plunges every morning. That's what I do as a part of my ritual. But, you know, I've known about saunas and I've used saunas variably, but I didn't know the level of research about saunas, primarily because of Finland, where everybody has one, two million people. It's unbelievable. You know, if you go four times a week to the sauna, you go to the gym and do it, or if you make an investment in your own, but anyone go to the gym and do it, you end up reducing your chance of a heart attack by 52%. You reduce your chance of a stroke by 57% four times a week. So people that wouldn't exercise, they can just sit there for 18 <laughs> to 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, and by the way, it normalizes your, your blood sugar. It helps to normalize blood pressure. I mean, the studies are mind boggling and it's such a simple intervention. So you don't have to go high tech, but we want people to have all the best choices. So you can say, hey, I'm a, you know, I want to take my body to the next level. Well, then do this. I want to just do a couple simple things that will radically improve the quality of my life and pick from this group of a dozen things you'd like to try. It seems like there's this spectrum, right? There's good lifestyle choices. There's diagnostics. And you discussed how diagnostics itself has drastically, you know, has had a revolution, is exponentially growing. Then there's kind of these simple tools, whether it's uh, more testosterone or, or hormones or, or, or these NAD plus boosters like NMN. Uh, and, and I think that's a whole area where people don't know about. There's metformin you discuss in the book. And then as you get further, there's technologies that are down the road, like these Yamanaka factors or these things that are in phase two or phase three trials. So let's say people are making the lifestyle choices. Let's say they're make, doing the diagnostics. What are simple to use, whether they're supplements or drugs or whatever that people could use to have some of the effect that you're describing now, whether it's stem cells, 
Well, let's take, let's take something really simple. 70% of this country is overweight or obese. It's insane. And part of it is, to be fair to people, it's the food environment has changed. I'm old enough to remember when a Coke was a glass this big, not a thing that was a big gulp that was more than three times the size of your stomach, right? But now there's some brand new tools the FDA has just approved. One of them is called Plenty, and it's made of cucumbers. And what it does is you eat it before you eat, and it doesn't disturb the gut like previous drugs like this did, just pure cucumbers. But the FDA shows its average weight loss doing this is 22 pounds. There's some more advanced ones if you want to do something that's a drug per se that actually changes your blood sugar and has the impact on your blood sugar as well. But they're like taking this little simple pill that fills your stomach up so you don't overeat and you develop a new pattern is really, really huge. It's just one example. Peter, what would you share? By the way, plenty is incredible, right? It's you take three of these pills half an hour before you eat in your stomach. They expand a hundred fold in size and they basically... Uh, do a volumetric replacement so you feel full, so you eat less. And then in the small intestine, it releases some uh, some additional hormones that you know uh, reduce your hunger levels. You know, one of the most um, widespread drugs that's getting a lot of popularity and is a drug, it doesn't a prescription, is metformin. Uh, and you mentioned that, James, metformin was developed about 60 years ago, it comes from the French lilac. It's, a, it's literally pennies a pill. And what it does, I take about a thousand milligrams a gram per day. And what it does is it reduces your blood sugar. It it reduces basically that cancer fuel. And it has a whole slew of additional benefits uh, that are thought to be, you know, I would say anti-aging or age protective. Uh, There are some huge studies. Dr. Nir Bergelai is taking on a 10,000 person study right now on on this. Uh, There's... Others, you know, I don't do growth hormone. Uh, Tony did it naturally from from his own pituitary. <laughs> Tony's nine feet tall, so yeah. Uh... But uh, you know, there is a lot of evidence today that you can uh, you can get benefits. It's really about getting the body back into homostasis, right? Our bodies, we evolved as humans on the savannas of Africa hundreds of thousands of years ago. And on the average, we would go to puberty at age 12 and we'd have a baby at age 13. That's just the way it was. No birth control back then. And then by the time you were 26, 27, 28, your baby was having a baby. And before, you know, there was abundant food from Whole Foods and McDonald's, if you wanted to perpetuate the species, the last thing you would do is steal food from your grandchildren's mouths. And so the average lifespan for most of human history was late 20s, early 30s. And so after that point, there was no selective pressure to bring us back into homeostasis. And so we are not homeostasis. Our hormone levels drop, our growth hormone levels drop, all of this. And a lot of what age management medicine is today is getting you back to the state of your blood levels when you were in your 20s and 30s. And it's optimizing your hormone levels, optimizing uh, the, your blood sugar levels. So there's a lot. There's you know probably about 30 supplements that I take right now. We talk about many of them in the book, uh, and these are all. It's the early days, but you know the goal here is to live long enough to to get to what uh, Ray Kurzweil and George Church call longevity escape velocity. Let me just mention that real quick because it's a fun subject for for our viewers here. Turns out that for every year that you're alive today, science on the average is adding about a quarter of a year of life. 
So over the course of you know uh, four years, you're going to gain a year. Uh, there's a point predicted that science for every year that you're alive is going to extend your life for more than a year, as the you know as AI and material sciences and genomic sciences are continuing to progress. So Ray Kurzweil, who wrote the introduction for our book, he's brilliant. He's one of my mentors. He's really considered one of the greatest thinkers in the field of exponential tech and longevity, has written about longevity escape velocity. And his prediction is that we're going to see longevity escape velocity in about 12 years. Now, I thought maybe he was an optimist. And so I went to another extraordinary genomicist. This is George Church at Harvard. He's a colleague of David Sinclair's. And uh, I said, you know, George, when do you think we're going to hit longevity escape velocity? And he said, probably within the next 15 years. And that just blew my mind because when you have that kind of, you know, cooperation, uh, that's for me meaningful. And so what does that mean? It means that if we're going to have these additional breakthroughs that's able to continuously extend your life, if you, if you love life, if you love, you know, you know, adding decades to your life, your goal is to live long enough to intercept those technologies. Well, and it seems like with some of the things you talk about that are readily available, it's almost possible, like the, the NMN and the stem cells. Like if there was a magic bullet, why aren't stem cells just used for everything? So we have a regulatory process and it is slow. And right now, in the early days of stem cells, they used fetal stem cells from aborted fetuses and it had disastrous results. And since then, that's been illegal. It is illegal in all countries, but stem cells coming from either the placenta itself or the umbilical cord have been used over and over again with incredible results. There's never been the studies done to wrap the science around it. So I mentioned uh, our, our third partner here, Dr. Bob Hariri, who is chairman and CEO of Cellularity. So Cellularity uh, has been collecting placentas for decades. And from each placenta, it's able to effectively extract the stem cells, the placental natural killer cells and T cells. These are immune cells can be used to fight cancers. We can talk about that if you want. But it is just now beginning the work to, uh, to it's filed what's called an investigational new drug, IND application, to look at using these stem cells for getting rid of age-related frailty, to increase muscle, to get rid of sarcopenia. And, and this is the goal, to supplement uh, our stem cells, because we have stem cell exhaustion. You know, that analogy that Tony spoke about, about this mansion and having all these repair people who are repairing the mansion, that's what stem cells do. Stem cells are in every compartment of the body and during the normal course of life into your 20s and 30s, early 30s, they're repairing your muscle, your bone, your brain, your lungs, everything. At that point, you see a very rapid decline in your stem cell population. I mean, a hundredfold, not twofold, a hundredfold to a thousandfold. And so this is called stem cell exhaustion. And the concept and the work is going on now, it's, you have to go outside the US to get it today because it doesn't have FDA approval, hopefully it will in the next five plus years, is to supplement those stem cells in your body to uplift your repairing systems in your body. So it's gonna come and the science is gonna back it up and the FDA is gonna back it up, but you just have to get there. And then there are things like you mentioned, you know, Yamanaka factors, which are again, a magic bullet for anti-aging. 
It seems like magic. So uh, what are the Yamanaka factors? Um, Dr. Yamanaka from Japan received the Nobel Prize for identifying four genes, four particular protein factors that when you give it to a skin cell or a liver cell or a brain cell, it takes it back to a de-differentiated form. So we begin with the stem cell and the stem cell has pluripotency, it can become any kind of cell in the body. And we always thought that once you become a mature, differentiated cell, that there was no way to go back. Dr. Yamanaka proved that you can. You can go back down the evolutionary tree to a pluripotent stem cell if you were a skin cell, and then you can become a nerve cell or a liver cell. What David Sinclair did, uh, and it was published on the cover of Nature in December 2020, and it was an extraordinary, it's a landmark paper. Dr. George Church was part of that was to demonstrate that in aging mice that had lost their vision, that if you gave that mouse in the retinal system three of the four Yamanaka factors, you could bring the optic system of that mouse back in time. You could make it younger, biologically younger, measurably biologically younger, and the mice regained their sight. Tony, you want anything on that one? I just mentioned they, you know, they had glaucoma, so the nerves are gone. So you don't regrow nerves in the eyes. So they literally just sent them back in time until they were literally back where those nerves are there and they could see. So it's pretty pretty exciting. It's just it's the beginning of the beginning. We're we're at the base of the curve that you know that happens in technology. And you know, you deal with the FDA and they're doing their job as best they can. But you know, most you know uh, types of vaccines would take what five years, eight years. You know, this they got to push with COVID and were pushed up massively. But it, it just, the system takes time. But there's so many things that are creating breakthroughs right now. And, and you mentioned, I want to mention one thing because you brought it up, which is one of the big scary ones for people is Alzheimer's, right? And, you know, with Alzheimer's, there's so much research. I mean, maybe Peter wants to share with you, but I'll tell you the ones that jump out to me. There's two things that jump out. You know, most people know that there's newer inflammation, right? There are challenges going on here. But the fear is, and the belief is, well, once somebody has their certain place, they've lost all their memories. My father died of Alzheimer's. You didn't know who I was, you didn't know where he was, you didn't know anything. And it's scary because it just takes away your sense of identity, everything. But what's interesting is researchers who were funded by Google have come up with this ISRIB experimental drug. And at least in animals and with mice specifically, they've shown that the neuroinflammation is just blocking the communication that the memories are still there. And after they apply the drug, they remember. They can go through, for example, you know, uh, a, 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 com a commitment where they have to go through something they memorized before and they can't remember it. And suddenly they remember every detail and can run through it in two minutes. I'm talking about a maze. So it's extraordinary to see what can happen. And the other thing is there's some new technology just to stimulate the brain like a muscle that's been used with people in their 70s or just having the beginnings of dementia it's called Neuroracer. And what it does is it within 14 sessions, they can take a seven-year-old person who's beginning to get dementia and get them to be able to multitask as well as a 20-year-old who's untrained. So okay. these things are happening as we speak. What, what do you two guys use for cognitive capacity right now? <laughs> uh, uh, my 10-year-old my my boys. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's learning new things is the first and foremost. Um, right. Uh, on keeping the brain active in terms of I'm I'm reading, consuming, writing, you know, eight hours a day. 
Uh, and, and, and then it's exercise. In my case, I because I had the problems that I did where I was losing my memory, hyperbaric oxygen has miraculous results and they're documented. So I do hyperbaric oxygen. I do cryotherapy. So anything that's taking down inflammation on top of exercise, which stimulates the blood flow on top of stimulating the brain by learning, those are three of the biggest factors. But you might want to, before we run out of time, Peter, because I know our next one's coming up quick here, you yeah. might want to tell them a little bit about uh, our doctor friend, uh, Tamsi, and what he's doing. He's he's the most optimistic person about this. You should really know about him, James. Well, it's uh, Dr. Uh, Rudy Tanzi out of Harvard. Uh, I run a longevity trip every year, and I bring my top players, my top uh, abundance members together. We go, we visit the top 50 scientists. And he was voted the number one scientist hands down in terms of presentation. Why? Because he gave the most extraordinary optimistic, uh, you know, vision of Alzheimer's out there, meaning it's going to be crushed. And in the book, we talk about the details of five or six different uh, strategies and, and medical approaches that uh, that Dr. Tansy is taking on. I do want to share one because, Tony, you mentioned vaccines. Um, there's a company that Tony and I are both involved with, full disclosure, called Vaccinity. And what we've found is the ability to actually use vaccines to target proteins in the body to stop them cold. So amyloid that is thought to cause um, uh, caused Alzheimer's. I'm going to forget the name Alzheimer's, right? Uh, is basically <laughs> is basically targeted by one of the vaccines. And so the idea is you can vaccinate people against Alzheimer's. You can vaccinate people against Parkinson's disease. You can vaccinate people against uh, stroke and heart disease by going after a liver enzyme called PCSK9. And the idea that uh, you can start to take the body back to homeostasis, back to normalcy by using your immune system as sort of a an app that you play uh, is extraordinary. So, I mean, there's a lot of hope. I, I cannot uh, not cover uh, organogenesis. So one of the yeah, things you got please about, do bring that up. That's great. Yeah. One of the things we talk about in the book, James, that is blow your mind technology today is that, you know, we're there are a number of approaches, three or four, for creating an abundant source of organs. So there are two incredible individuals, uh, Martine Rothblatt, a, a dear friend of Tony and mine. I've known Martine for 40 years. Uh, she was the founder of XM Radio and, and Sirius Radio. Uh, she, her daughter was dying from pulmonary fibrosis and Martine quit her job, took the money she had, uh, she had earned and set out to cure her daughter's disease. And it's a long story. She found a particular drug. She pried it out of the hands of the, uh, of the pharma company, developed it. And that drug actually was able to forestall the, the ravages of pulmonary fibrosis and Genesis, her daughter, is alive today after having just been given two or three years to live. This is now 20 years ago. Um, at the end of the day, that was not enough for Martine. She said, okay, this is going to keep her lungs from developing fibrosis, but we need to develop new lungs. And so she's taken three different approaches, 3D printing, uh, reviving lungs that have been discarded because they're, they're uh, not right for transplantation. But most interestingly enough, she uh, joined with Craig Venter and they took pigs and turns out that pigs have the same size organs, liver, lung, kidneys, hearts as humans do. 
and they edited the genome of the pigs to make the surface antigens human-like. They humanized the pigs and they got rid of a bunch of, uh, of retroviruses in there. And they got it to a point, this is her company, United Therapeutics, to the point where they could begin transplanting these pig organs into humans, right? So you're not waiting for someone to die in a motorcycle accident. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And, and by the way, you might say, James, oh, when's that going to happen? And that's what we said to her. And she said, Tony, I, I'm telling you, it'll happen. The first ones will probably happen around the first time you publish your book. And two weeks ago, for the first time, a human being had a heart transplant of a pig heart. And if we took 1% of all kids, pigs that are slaughtered for bacon, we could provide everything that's needed. No one would be 100,000 people on a waiting list and save lives. So that's just the beginning. But the other thing is, Dr. Anthony Atala at Wake Forest University has been doing this for the Department of Defense. He has had bladders for 12 years and he 3D prints them off your own stem cells. And there's, now that's the new move that we're looking at happening over the next few years. And you might mention Army just for a second and the timeline for pediatric hearts. Yeah, so Dean Kamen, I don't know, James, do you know Dean Kamen? Yeah, yeah, the creator Segway. Of, of Segway. I hate that he's only known for that. He's one of the most brilliant scientists on the planet, engineers, 1,500 patents. Uh, he was given a grant to build something called the Advanced Regenerative Manufacturing Institute, and he's built it. It's got 150 uh, collaborators as part of it, and their mission is to build the manufacturing capability to manufacture an infinite supply of organs. So they built a device. In one end of the device goes pluripotent stem cells. Remember those Yamanaka factors taking a skin yeah. cell back to a stem cell? That pluripotent stem cell is expanded and then differentiated, and then it's used to build an organ. So what they've done so far is bone ligament, bone segments, which are good for knee and ankle uh, surgeries. What they're working on today uh, with Doris Taylor, the leading um, uh, scientist in this area, is manufacturing pediatric hearts, hmm. right? So in one end goes the pluripotent stem cells. Three months later, thereabouts, out comes a functioning, beating heart that can be transplanted to, to a child that needs it. because. Otherwise, where are you going to get it from? And after that, kidneys and lungs and livers and everything else. I mean, and when we asked them, we asked them, when's this going to be available? Tell me what he said, Peter. Yeah, it's going to next year, 23. 23, 24, in the next two years. So here's what you guys have to do. And I know you have to get going, but here's what you have to do. First, create a website where I could go to that website. It's a one-stop shopping and I could buy everything that you recommend in the book. <laughs> because you said like, there's 80 people who make this NMN, for instance, and a lot of them are no good. So make an e-commerce site. Yeah, we, ha we have one, we have one, but we don't just send people there because we want them to be able to chase the choice of themselves. But if you go to lifeforce.com, there's two companies there. There's about the book. And then there's a section on my life force, which is for peptides and hormones. And then there's Fountain Life if you want the diagnostics. And if you don't live near one of our centers, there's an app. And even your doctor can order, for example, like the CCTA scan to make sure you know where your heart is and so forth. So we do it up two places, but we're not here to promote that. It's in the book if they're interested. We want people to make their own choices. But of course, we wanted it for ourselves. So you yeah. make sure we have access, right? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for writing this book and for coming on the podcast. I'm going to do everything you recommend, but I'm also waiting for all these great things. Maybe, maybe also another thing is there should be like a cheat sheet, like a timeline of when you expect everything to happen. And finally, a third thing is how, 
you invest in all these things. Some of these companies are public. Give us a list of all the companies that <laughs> we, we actually did. We actually Make have the book or something. There's 195 companies in the book, and we and we acknowledge that there's 38 I've invested in, and I think 32 that Peter's invested in. Many of them are still private companies, but we don't do it for investment. We just make it clear that we are invested in those companies. Sure. But there's so many of them. We just put our money where our mouth is, and we found things that blew our mind, like the NNN I told you about, for example. So, But all that's coming. It'll be here quick enough, but there's so much to do right now. That's why we want people to get the book. And if they get it, they can change their own life. They can also do it for somebody they love. That's what I wrote it for is my mindset was – I get a call at least once every 10 days to two weeks. Somebody's got heart disease. Somebody has got a heart attack. Somebody's got Alzheimer's. Somebody's got a stroke. And now I can just say, here's exactly where to go. Here are the best people in the world. And they know what to do and they can do it right now. And so you can look at this book as a guidebook for, for the next five years of your life to say anybody that needs something, you're going to have answers for them. And meanwhile, we're feeding 20 million people and supporting all this research. We're not taking anything from it. So this is a win-win, a virtuous cycle for people's lives. And it's about giving people hope that there is an opportunity to see their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren and to live a life of energy and vitality because that's what's going to allow people to want to live you know longer life that they've got that energy if they've got the aesthetics the mobility the cognition uh for the you know for the decades ahead and it's coming the the tech is here and it's coming faster it's exponential in every every shape and form well thank you guys for coming on the podcast for talking about the book for for, I'm going to go to the website too. I know you're not promoting it, but I want to start buying everything. And uh, I need I need my brain capacity to increase. So I'm going to be looking for that as well. Uh, but uh, thanks so much. And uh, once again, for to both of you, good luck and, and congratulations on this book. Thanks, James. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. Take care, buddy.